1: Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. BetOnline, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And BetOnline AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses offers and contests bet online your online sports book experts use the code clns50 when you go to betonline.ag once again betonline.ag code clns50 to get you 50 off your initial deposit all right welcome in garden report stole first one. one first of 72 72 and oh they stole 0.
0: one, they stole 72, one. 72 and oh and don't I mean, act like you actually, guys didn't cringe when you saw that ball going towards the backboard like that. Don't, don't tell me you guys saw that going in, that Tatum shot. It was a terrible shot.
1: Everything was – that was – it's hard to f- know how to feel about this game. There's, what a roller coaster. I mean, you I know. I feel like
0: this going to be like a, the, the norm.
1: Yeah. It, by the time you get to the second quarter – where the first quarter is like, oh, God, this doesn't – I don't know how long they're going to be able to do this. Then you get to the second quarter and you're like, wow, nice little run. Third quarter – Boom, drop the drop the hammer, get to the get to the fourth, your 17-point lead, and then it was boom, 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 boom. And just like that, it was just like we're back in the playoffs, right? <laughs> Same exact vibe. It was like, oh no, they did it again. Fourth quarter lead blown. Everyone just saw the end of the game. If you're joining us for sure. Um again, Tatum hits a ridiculous shot. He probably shouldn't have hit. Um, probably lucky as hell, an absolute garbage, awful, non-foul called, and Giannis gets two free throws, and he absolutely ganks the second, and the Celtics hang on to win 122, 121. So, again, we're talking about it moments prior to jumping on live here. We don't know what to think or feel. You have to feel really good because after those two preseason games, this was way better no matter how the game ended up than anything you saw. But again, wow, down the stretch there, just absolutely blowing that lead. And then the PTSD of getting the same vibe that we had watching this team last year Uh, and the lead going away and just the offense stagnating and just, you know, easy buckets, free throws on the other side. And it just felt felt awful. And luckily they escaped.
2: This felt, like you said, this felt like a bubble game a little bit with the Celtics. You know, showing up and then slowly we're like, here we go. The the daunting fourth quarter is upon us here. And sure enough, 13, 11, 9, 7, 5, 3. and like, oh boy, here we go. I'll be honest, I wanna say this. I never would have thought that Jason Tatum shot had a prayer of going in if Joe Sway didn't ruin it for me because for <laughs> the people for the people watching or listening, we're all we all get on and start talking to each other with a couple minutes left, so we're all on the same page. And Joe Sway has got himself I oh, guess he he's did, ahead of the rest of the world. One
3: of the best endings ever.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, and not only did he ruin the best ending, he ruined it twice because then he said "game <laughs> yeah. or Giannis missed a free throw, so all these yeah. people watching it, like five second delay that Joe ruined for me. But he already so, knows dude. what
1: you're gonna. He already knows what you're gonna say next, Jimmy.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Look at and that. that. Good and good. And he's, he's gone. gone. You know he knew that was gonna
1: happen, and he knew that was gonna happen.
2: But listen. Was it, luck- was it a lucky shot that, that Jason Tatum hit? Yeah, you could say that. But I want him taking the shot. And I, I, you know what? Shooters shooters, bounce, shooters roll, whatever you want to call it. You know, all star. Whoa, look at this. Okay. Yeah. Three little three-way here. I do that when there's Listen, three of us. A guy, a guy like Jason Tatum deserves to get a shot like that to fall here and there. Because that's just the type of player he is, the type of player he's going to be. And the type of player, honestly, the Celtics need him to be. They need him to take that shot and make that shot once in a while can't you can't depend on it but when it goes in it, it it when it goes in you absolutely take it and that foul i don't want to ramble too much here but that foul that they called on thompson absolute garbage the nba needs to take that needs to deal with that immediately because you're throwing yeah. a prayer up at the rim you're throwing a prayer up at the rim two big guys are going up for it that's all that is like there's no like egregious foul there's no foul there you
3: know how they're gonna deal with it they're gonna call it again in another game
2: <laughs> that, i'm sure I'm that's the sure. honest i mean that was I
3: awful,
1: though, guys. that's a terrible
3: call there it was brutal so thompson's right arm's on him a little bit but nothing that i call but it come on that's My two thing basketball
1: is, players playing the
3: know? ball the ball is tipped by the left hand and whatever's going on with the right hand he already had tipped it with the left hand there and you got to make a team with 0.4 seconds do a little bit more than that to give them the chance to win at the line. But I said it to you guys right at the moment. We're talking about a 64% three-point shooter in crunch time in the playoffs last year. It's his biggest weakness as a player. you got to be able to close the game at the line, and he's still unable to do that. That is a humongous free throw to miss in that spot. And honestly, any other superstar in the league, save for maybe LeBron James with his free throw concerns, makes that.
2: I don't want to get too sentimental here, but this, this is a game that Tommy Heinsohn was absolutely watching and cheering on from start to finish. I can't help but think they had a little something to do with with Jason Tatum's shot going in. I can't help but think that he went a little berserk wherever he is right now. What is playing in the background? He went a little berserk right now. John's uh, playing some Christmas tunes. With, with that foul that was called, and I think he had something to do with Giannis maybe missing that free throw. Uh, so – you know, I saw that the Tommy patch tonight in the jerseys that, you know, I'm sure we'll be hopefully uh, getting, you know, a lot of tributes, reminders about Tommy for the rest of the year. But it's a game that he can uh, be happy about.
3: So Jason Tatum, you guys hit on him. How about Jalen Brown tonight? Phenomenal throw Oh, the way he was rattling down the twos was Kobe-esque. And there was a time where people used to joke about Jordan Brown. just an, <laughs> like in Weird Celtics Twitter, not in any serious lane. But I, that's the kind of game he had tonight, just rattling down two after two after two off the dribble. And it was fitting because we had a guy here on CLNS Media, Jeff Goodman, say before the season that this guy can't create, he can't be a number two option. Well, guess what? Tonight he was a steady number one option for this team. And the dribble's tighter. He can create for himself clearly here. The playmaking is getting just a little bit better. You still see the shades of dishing to guys, running the pick and roll a little bit. He looks ready to take another leap. We'll see with Tatum. You know, Tonight was the kind of game that we saw last year from Tatum. I don't think there was a level above what we saw last year from him. But Brown, I have all the hope in the world for him this year. He just seems to get better every step of the way. And I said this to you guys last year. There's nights where he's the best player on the team, and that was pretty definitive tonight if you take this game start to finish. He was giving you those Chris Paul-esque pacing, run-breaking twos in that fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, Josue, why don't you say something? Welcome hey, back. You
0: guys got so mad hey that you kicked me off the show. Did I hurt
2: your feelings. Did I hurt yeah, you no, feelings no, I'm I
0: didn't mean to ruin the, we the game. We were mad. One, Jimmy. You we had to were kick me mad. off the show. Yeah, you had to kick me off the show. <laughs> but no, I was listening to Bobby. T- to Bobby's point, yeah, that's what Jalen Brown looked like in some parts of this game. But I think he's a that's that's a number two role right there for sure. Like that's what the number two does, right, guys? Like when the, when the number one can't get it going or he's chucking up threes, the number two is going to keep you in the game. He's going to be consistent. That's well, they said like it really in the good.
1: game here. Josue, I am interested because you're right. That would be that would make sense for a number two. And in fact, Middleton was carrying the bucks when Giannis was a little bit quiet. Exactly, Before which one would one, actually played played
0: in Tatum's favor.
1: Yeah. But it, it, what's interesting, they did mention in the broadcast, can they work, not just Batman and Robin, can they work as 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 two number ones
0: interchangeably, you know? Um as opposed can- to you know i think they can but i don't like when tatum does that that kick out you know he kicks his leg out and just goes for the three yeah there's times when you have to do that and he's good enough to do it and he's talented enough to knock down that shot, but I I just thought he looked a little – he relied on it a little bit too much, I thought, throughout the game tonight. There's a reason why he didn't get to the free throw line, you know? That has to change. There was one play in particular with less than two minutes to go, a very crucial part of the game, where he took one of those threes, he missed it, Jalen came back on the other end, didn't think twice, went straight to the rack. That's the sort of attitude Tatum has to have, and until he gets that respect, or until he starts to to, to uh, approach the game, his offense, his his, his scoring that way, he's not going to get to the free throw line. The referees aren't going to just start giving him fouls. He has to earn it. He has to take some tough some tough uh, hits and accept it, and not look at the referee and put his hands up and ask for a foul. That's the best way you start to earn your your keep in, in the NBA, or at least you you earn uh, that level of respect where you get you're constantly going to the free throw line night after night. I like it when he's a little bit more sudden, you know, like, I think there's just times
1: sometimes where Tatum is just kind of, you know, I to me, he's hit his best when he's twitchy and decisive, you know, as opposed to that, wait for it, wait for it, setting right. the guy up for the step back, that's, it's great when he's in the zone, and he can go off at times, and when he does, it's unbelievable to watch, but when that's all he's doing, and he has nights like this where the shot is off, that's just what you're going to get. You like to see him kind of feeling, reading the defense, getting a little twitchy, finding that moment where he's got a step, take it to the basket a little bit more strong. He didn't; he wasn't doing that consistently tonight. He didn't in the two preseason games. He wasn't; he wasn't doing it either. We mentioned it looked like he was having a tough time turning the corner on people. Maybe he's getting used to two inches and ten extra pounds still, uh, and it's still different. <laughs> It's Maybe. still early, but he's still the same guy. I mean, he's doing what he's doing. It's just sometimes you're going to have nights like this where, you know, he just – it wasn't – he never got into a rhythm.
0: Yeah, I like how you worded it. It certainly felt like when we were watching this team throughout the bubble where, where Tatum had a few of those games where we are like, whoa, like what's – you know, he just was sort of second-guessing himself. So yeah. I definitely saw some of that tonight. But, yeah, Jalen Brown, certainly the story. Or the second unit or three point shooting. I get the feeling, guys, and we can get more into this later, but I get the feeling this team is gonna be it sort of reminded me of those old Brad Stevens teams where like they had to nail like three like 17 three pointers to knock off a, a top-notch team like the Warriors or at least stay in it. You know, I think this team's gonna rely heavily on three-point shooting from that bench, or at least from guys like Shemi who could come in and, and knock back to back threes. I mean, I don't know if you can rely on that every single night, but whether it's Shemi, whether it's Grant, you know, these guys have to sort of take turns and and, and step up here, but that three-point shooting certainly kept them in. it. What a funny play, game, too. If they no okay.
3: threes to fall in the first half, this game would have been over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, start to finish. It, like, just things you could never imagine. The semi stretch, the two bigs starting, which John actually threw out there. I kind of brushed that off because Brad brushed that off in pressers during training camp. And all of a sudden, they're starting this game. They start the year, two centers on the court. Pretty stunning way to start this. And they look good. Two bigs crash on the boards. You got killed in transition a little bit off that. But what a crafty, uh, unexpected move from Brad. I don't know there. how crafty It's it was. not
2: that unexpected. I said it, it, I it, also said it wasn't like a that, month ago. Yeah. It, as soon as they signed, I don't see many teams that play like that. You well, did, Bobby, but it, it
1: also did. wasn't that crafty because the first quarter was their worst quarter until the fourth. There, you know, when they gave up that lead. But the first quarter, they were getting. I mean, Milwaukee almost put a forty spot on them. They luckily they stalled at thirty four there with a, with a couple minutes to go. But I mean, they were at almost they were they were at twenty five points with like halfway through the quarter, they were killing that unit. You yeah, know, def- especially in transition. Holy wow.
3: Defensively, the transition was rough, but you get that yourself awful. You got yourself off to a pretty good uh, offensive end uh, of things rhythm wise. You know, Tice was actually spreading out the four. Well, he two of his first three threes out there. Yeah. Uh, you got some rhythm shots for the Jays to start the game. And then yeah, I, I felt like the rotations uh, spread out pretty well from there. I know J- Jimmy's made some pitches for Jeff Teague to start. Other people have done that. He, well, he looks. He record looks record good was in rotation, the and the then you know, lineup
1: was pretty interesting. Yeah, Thompson, yeah. Like, Thompson out.
3: So, like, this is the thing. It doesn't really matter who you start, but who they started put themselves in pretty good rotations for the rest of the night.
1: That's fine. But again, the closing lineup was interesting there, where you had Teague, um, you know, in late. You had uh, and Thompson came back. Came back in, but he was out for a little bit. He came in for. Defense, oh, that's
3: right. that, that center duo is so great. Like they're just Isn't loaded in the center of the chair. Yeah. Did you say that? They just have great options there. Like they have all of a sudden you're not leaning on Tice to be standing in there with four fouls ready to fall fall apart at the end there. Like they have a great situation at center this year.
1: I mean, let's not say great. Let's say better. I don't know if I'd say
3: great. Let's say better. I thought they got excellent play from
1: their centers tonight. They did, but I mean, let's not call this great. It's, it's these aren't great centers. Well, what, what do
3: you want, Carl, Carl Towns and Davis as your starter and backup? Like, come Let's on! What they they are. are. They, we're,
2: we're,
3: we're talking relative to the league. They're pretty good centers. It's a great no, duo.
2: It's an upgrade, absolutely. And the and the and the reason why John and I I probably brought this up immediately when they when they signed Thompson was listen, they can actually kind of go big now, right? And that was their, one of their biggest issues was that they're like playing small is one thing, but being undersized is another right there's there, there's a difference there you're either you you can play small ball and, and that's kind of where the league trends but you don't want to be overmatched and and over and overpowered and undersized out there on the court so i think when they go with Thompson and Tyson there at the same time they're now at a point where they can actually play bigger right cuz now you're moving exciting everybody down i did like the idea of Teague in the starting lineup only because i thought Marcus Smart would get in the way and, and shoot himself almost out of the lineup. But when Marcus Smart goes over for 3, I mean, that's the most stunning stat line of the night by far. I mean, he that, that, he, that he only took three shots. Well, you know he, I mean? like, he, ate, he
3: ate the Drew Holiday defense all night long, so right, that was huge. Right.
2: But, but you know what? Good on him for not forcing yes. shots yeah. with, with the premier defender. Good on him because that allowed a guy like, a guy like Brown to to you know to look like Kobe in the mid range, and it allowed Jason Tatum to take that shot at the end of the game. It allowed <laughs> Jeff Teague to score nineteen off the bench. Like that's team basketball. So like if you guys are all on the same page, like like they are, and you know willing to you know do what's best for the team on any given night, then yeah, this team has a prayer. This team also has a Smart did it,
1: Jimmy. Smart did it um, in those three shots in thirty eight, almost thirty nine minutes tonight. He's the team leader in minutes, and you saw yeah. early in that fourth. When the game was getting away, Brad immediately uh, uh, changed up the lineup. He didn't didn't like what he had. Brought Smart back in there. But t- brought yeah. Thompson back in there because that he was afraid it was going to get away. And it actually it did, regardless. But uh, again, Smart was out there for 38 minutes. Only took three shots, which is amazing because. Not only what we saw late last year, what we thought was going to happen with Kemba and Gordon not being around—Gordon obviously gone and Kemba out until who knows when—we uh, thought he had to be the third option on offense. He wasn't. It was Teague, right? Teague clearly right now is the third option on offense.
0: Well, I think a lot of us we we thought that because what we saw throughout the bubble, right? I mean, I, I think we knew we prefer to see Teague had that high volume action where he sort of you know Marcus sort of takes shots here and there, but. Because Teague wasn't around last year during the bubble when Kemba was hurt, even though Kemba was uh, healthy enough to take the floor, Smart still took it upon himself to, to go nuts. Um, I, I'm still, I don't know, it's still early. I, I, maybe the press conference he had yesterday where that, the, the the focal point of his shot selection, maybe he just wants that narrative to sort of fade away. Um, but I, I do think that he's uh, he's capable to do a little bit of both. I think it's a good, it's going to be a learning experience for Marcus Smart. I think what he was trying to convey throughout that throughout that press conference when it came to his outside touch is that look, if I have an open shot, I'm going to take it. Like don't dog me now. Don't make it sound like I'm the worst three point shooter of all time. Like don't say altogether, oh Marcus Smart needs to stop shooting. Period. I said, well, wait a minute. Maybe I need to take stop taking bad shots and maybe I get in the habit of doing that at times. But don't tell me I need to stop shooting threes no. altogether. I don't think what anybody's saying that everyone
3: was Marcus. I think Smarties, he defensive
0: last like, night or yesterday during don't, the day. You don't think? I think maybe he did. He I think that he, Corrales a bit when he asked that question. and He just said because I'm a great shooter. Yeah, I mean, know, was oh, a, oh, he was constantly.
3: clearly defensive about that. Yeah,
0: right, right. And He's th- defensive
3: about it. Deservedly so, and Brad has said this, and it's true. He has hit ginormous shots in game after game after game, out of being fearless, and that's how he's molded himself into being a steady three-point shooter. So you can't like we hound Ben Simmons all day for not avoiding it and not being willing to take it. I'd rather have the other end of the spectrum. Now you like to have a fine balance, especially on a night like this, given this matchup, what he drew from drew holiday, the position he needed to be in as a playmaker, but there's other nights where it would probably call for him to take a high level of shots. Now, Jeff Teague being here is interesting because he does pull Smart off the ball more when they're on the court together. He's a pull-up guy. His pull-up on the step-back threes where he hit two in a row was outstanding. Those were my favorite pull-ups of the night outside of Brown's uh, pull-up twos. So all of a sudden, you have a guy who can initiate offense alongside him and let Smart play that off-the-ball role if you have two guards out there. Teague, I, I don't know. It was Jimmy pumping up most out of all of the us? Like, he... Opens up so many possibilities for this team. Jimmy and I were yep. Jimmy and I were both fans. Scoring. Bobby, you need to hold his own defensively. Apologize for what? I mean, I didn't I say anything. I yeah, just so didn't expect him to have much we'll, less. We'll, we'll Wait, there, there was we'll no doubt. I, I, I
2: believe.
0: He's washed. I believe you called
2: him. I think he exactly Joseph. Good memory. That was one of the he used. We'll
1: wait. We'll I, wait.
0: Not oh, not I'm going to
1: put you full screen for the apology. I don't think I ever said that word. We'll
3: run it back. Was, it was a free signing. It was a guy who shot 42% last year and had a high turnover rate. If he's back, if he's refreshed, if he did something over the off season, then fantastic. And we're going to have the apology cam.
2: <laughs> hey, God, you know, what? I love that apology cam. I want some post-production on that too.
3: I'll be doing it all season long because I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> hey, we'll do a trade. When you finally acknowledge the great center rotation, we'll, it would be like a hostage. Can we talk
1: about Miles Turner's eight blocks tonight? Yeah, let's do that too. <laughs>
3: oh man!
1: Yeah.
2: Oh. got <laughs> really back to home, man.
1: Eight blocks.
2: not get into that. <laughs> hey, I just saw a stat on the old Twitter. Um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the first Celtics teammates to each score thirty plus points in a season opener in franchise history.
1: Look at that for you, Tommy.
2: Pretty pretty cool franchise to uh, make that. Uh, That's pretty amazing, first, actually. To be the first in, yeah. So how
1: did they how did they drop 122 on the Bucks after the offense that we watched here uh, for the entire preseason? That's what I want to know. Is like you get the 30 and 30 from the top two guys, which seems like something you gotta have. Those guys.
2: Yeah, it, I, think I mean, in, and again, in some combination you need. Like Tatum 50 wasn't to 50 efficient, to but
1: these guys have to be pumping in between 50 and 55 points a night. At least, yeah. yeah. Half, they have to be half your offense. But it was just interesting where you got it from everywhere else. And, again, without anything from Marcus, you got Teague. You got Thompson chipping in. You have the the best 90 seconds of Ojale's career. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, did he, did he, finish brutal, it? he
2: was man. team high, plus 22, right? Or
1: plus. Dude, he was plus 13 in six minutes, seconds after I dogged him on a text saying, Thank yeah. God we haven't seen Semi. He comes in and just, right in. just the lights went on and the whole game turned around.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Our audience <laughs> went through. <He> <laughs> after six weeks of Hayward wore off, Semi started catching the uh, flack from the commenters here and. Imagine that he comes out and has that unbelievable stretch. The reason he's on this team there's two, you know, it was a trade piece obviously, some salary in case or body in case they have a trade situation, but also a capable defender. And we talked about this. Everybody on the team can step in, defend. I like this closeouts tonight. I like this fronting and I'm going to go back to the center and the defense situation overall, they didn't start the night great defensively as you mentioned, John, but as they got in, the switches were sharp. They drew four charges on Giannis, and that was great switching from Smart and Tristan out there. I think Smart drew three of them, uh, maybe all four. So all all around, Giannis had, had great, eleven fouls guy. tonight. By the way, yeah, yeah. So like, the, the defense, the defense got sharper as the night went on. They got great personnel on that end. That's another reason I like T too. Game saving chase down steal at the end of the game off DiVincenzo. Dude's a Everybody pro. his team defense. Guy's a pro. I mean, he just. It's... No turnovers tonight either. So, yes. So, yes. How do you score 122? Three turnovers through the first three and a half quarters of this game. I don't know with how many how many they ended with, but ball control. It's a Steven yeah. staple. It was our biggest concern coming into the year. And at the end of the night, they only finished with seven turnovers, most of those in garbage time.
0: I'm telling you guys, it reminds me of those first few years, man, where it was like, all right, if we're gonna be if, this, if we're gonna uh, see the Celtics pull an upset against a top-notch team, it was gonna be like 17 threes or in and and, and and 27 uh or twenty nine assists and anywhere close to fifty percent,
1: like that was sort of the formula. Sure, man. but that the Milwaukee shot fifty two percent for the fifty one percent
0: for the game too. You know, right. so and I you mean, think that would be enough to close out the Celtics, but it wasn't. I mean, obviously yeah. that shot from and was, they
1: were they were forty percent from free for, from three. The Celtics were forty five percent
0: from three, 18
1: for forty. So a lot of that stuff happened late. Celtics only got to the line eleven times. Milwaukee eighteen. So you know, it was one of those. It was. Again, it was they 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 shot pretty well, but you're right. I mean, if this was one of those nothing is going in games from three, it could have been a twenty point loss. You're right,
0: right. And I think it, defensively it, was huge too. I mean, what four charges on Giannis? Like, what other team does that? We've seen that before. But, but, three of them on Markin where the Grant at the last. I one, think or, every team does it. It's just how many refs call it.
2: Yeah, ah, the guy charges a on every. The point. guy
1: charges on every possession,
0: yeah. but he gets the benefit bad. of the. Marcus is obviously you know, number one when, when it comes to that, but also Grant Williams, man, that was a huge, that was a huge play on the bench.
2: I think the league will send a uh, stern reminder out to the officials. Uh, hey, just by the way, Giannis is a superstar, so like, lay off on the charge calls. You know, just, right. just a little reminder. Just looking at the Bucks, like, um, just looking at their stats. I mean, Giannis, 13 for 26, Middleton, 10 for 20, Holiday, 10 for 16, DiVincenzo, six for 11. I mean Lopez 3 for 4. I mean all these guys shot like we just talked about. I mean they shot so efficiently and just so great. So it is strange to see I guess when you look at just that it's it, you would think the Celtics would lose, right? When you when you look at that, but they got pretty pretty little bench production tonight and I don't know if that's something that if you're the Bucks or a Bucks fan that you're thinking about going forward, obviously it's still early. But, um, you know, you could, you could argue that the difference was maybe the benches tonight if, if you know, you want to throw Teague but in there. If you
1: the look at the bench there, you look at what Milwaukee has coming off of it, that shouldn't be close. No, I, I never, I well, never I liked
3: mean. their group, and this was my issue with them last year. Unit number wise, aggregate throughout the season, all those lineups look nice for them. But what are we talking about here? Like Conditon's not a great shooter, good rebound. You're looking don't about Conditon and yeah.
1: Conditon and,
3: uh, and 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 Dante. D- Dante is getting pretty good. He gives you a Dib few – I guess Portis. Game.
2: Like you
3: know, but he started. started. Starter. Yeah, I was I don't love their depth. I never have uh, yeah. Like kind of a lot of overrated depth pieces there to me individually. Now they come together. The coach brings it all together. They run a drop system. That's uh, excellent defensively. Usually unless you're running up against a shooting effort like this, that's something you have to consider too for the Celtics tonight is they're going against a team that drops back on the threes the way that Philadelphia did last year. Uh, so you get some extra space on those are down you to shoot almost. And that's why Brown gets all those looks in between too. So a conducive effort to, what the Celtics want to do uh, offensively, pull up, pull up, pull up. Now, is that going to work against other offenses? Is that going to be a consistent offensive engine for your team? We talked about shot selection a ton coming into this year. I thought it was okay at times tonight. I thought it was early in the shot clock, Daniel Tyson crunch time, uh, shooting a kick out three, that bricked. Uh, some of the similar problems we saw last year. And in recent years with this team in terms of shot selection, uh, finding the right guy in the right moment. and Using your clock. It was excellent at times. Other times you were just throwing up prayers. And ultimately your game kind of ended. Your win kind of ended on a prayer there from Tatum at the end. Excellent player who's capable of doing that. But this was a case tonight. The Celtics uh, just nailing pull-up shots and that driving you to victory. And that's that might not be uh, sustainable. We saw other moments where the offense rode some great passing and all that stuff. But it felt more like pull-up tonight, didn't it?
1: yeah let's check out that let's check out the uh the, the last play here here we go tatum Giannis switches on to a... him tatum and anna of the superstar step back three on the way oh it banks in jason tatum
0: puts boston on top couldn't even believe it. Is look that paul pierce face Woo. that's a paul face
2: stone cold he expected Tatum to hit
1: that. and Boston by two with 0. 0.4 seconds remaining.
2: Turn into listen, that, that's, that's a big one. boy Can't shot the right there. the, that, the, the banners like, in the back, I like If you're
3: Tatum,
2: if, if you're Tatum like... I know, but wow,
3: like... you know, I mean... <laughs> Is that the biggest <laughs> shot of his career? Probably,
1: right?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Whoa, well, I mean, the one I mean, that uh, when, he, when he slapped Pierce's hand... I guess there was still some time on the clock, but technically that was sort of a game winner.
3: Yeah, he's piling up the game winners so now. You can't the you know, confidence You to step back.
2: Can you guys hear me?
3: Yep. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, you just okay. kept so You're just shooting. <laughs> as long as you can hear me, that's fine. That's fine. I just wanted to make sure. What I was ahead, saying Jim. was that, regardless of the fact that it went off the backboard and was a wild shot, like like the swagger factor if you're if you know game one of the season tatum's gonna you know that's that's the type of shot that leads sports center you know what i mean like that's how you set the tone for the season you know, if if the celtics you lose this game you start the season blowing a 17 point lean i think it was and whatever it was i mean that is so shitty i mean the fact that they won this game whether yeah. or not you think they earned it or not it doesn't matter i mean they they won the game their star player hit the shot and they're puffing their chests out, leaving the leaving the TD Garden tonight, you know, feeling good about themselves, starting the season 1-0 in a game that they were – listen, they were underdogs. You know, uh, people didn't think they were going to win this game. I don't think any of us really thought that they were going to win this game. Um, and, you know, until it started and we said, okay, these guys are are, are looking good today and, and they can compete. But, you know, good on, good on Tatum and good on the Celtics for, you know, seeing it through, you know, because in the playoffs what happened, they didn't see it through. They didn't they didn't they didn't hit that shot. They didn't come back and win in the end. They blew the lead and they lost the game. So, you know, this is different. I'm not saying this is how it's going to go every single game. But I mean, at least they pulled this one off and we can talk about them blowing the lead if you want. But I mean, it's the NBA. You, you're not it's
0: gonna be Right. Yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's gonna happen. This team's this yeah. gonna blow a yeah. lot of leads, but it's just the yeah. way they weathered the storm that's gonna make the difference.
1: Let's get into a couple other small just things that we saw yeah. throughout the night. Go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead.
2: Well, one thing I want to make sure we talk about is we just talked about like the box bench, but we should talk about the Celtics bench and the fact that our boy Neesmith didn't touch the floor tonight. That's I mean, where that, I'm going that's...
1: right now. So it is okay. interesting. Uh, Pritch- we did see Pritchard um earlier than I expected. Um, and, uh, you know, fine. Didn't embarrass himself, but you, you saw, he started the, you saw him start the fourth quarter there. They got him out quick. Um, but you know, again, what do you, what do you need from him? You need a few minutes a game. Um, so it doesn't all fall on Teague and Smart to be playing, you know, massive minutes. Be nice to get him 10, 12 minutes a game, and then Kemba comes back and he's he's a, he's the fourteenth man, and he's just sitting. there. He'd be a G League or otherwise, which is fine. He's learning, um, so you no. got well, something man, out of that. I
2: don't know. Yeah. That I mean, maybe that's the lowest. We're so conditioned to feel that way about first-round picks, but like maybe he can actually crack the rotation. That if, most
1: if most picks be. pick that late in the draft are G leaguers. I mean, it is what it is. You know, some 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 stick on rosters, but I mean, you're not really playing. You don't expect contributions. But the um, uh, kneesmith we were talking about whether we'd see him at all. And again, Bobby wrote about it for CLNSMedia.com. Um, it's up on the site right now. Uh, uh, that Brad's been talking about, kind of slow playing, uh, uh, whether or not he's going to play. It's not our sponsor. <laughs> gotta, all right. No, i no sponsor. I need the Legends read again, Bobby. Can you you guys all do it? Bobby, Josway, are you wearing it again? He you is. Know it, man. You are? I am.
2: Why don't you, uh, Josway, do like, give us a little. Do it. Can we get the logo at least? Give us your experience. Yeah. You
0: want to get your fresh athletic apparel? Head to. The the legend brand 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 brand. There you go. Yeah, some copy here. TheLegendBrand.com/slash/horford. Make sure you use the code Horford20 all caps to get twenty percent off. And guys, they mail that. You could you could probably get at least get it by just on right before Christmas or maybe the day after. But either way, they're pretty quick. A couple of days, uh, they mail it right to you. Best hoodies. I got a pair of socks as well, sweatpants. You name it. I got everything almost except for the shorts. I figure I wait for the summer. Right, but true. I'm a huge uh, huge sweatpants guy and hoodie guy during this time of year. And suck. Uh, I love it. It's
1: great to rock out. During this uh, entire year, has anybody on... worn pants at Button?
0: It's been a while, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. I
3: haven't
2: had a question I haven't had a reason to. Can I, can, I, can I ask a question? Why is, yeah. isn't the Legends – why isn't they – I'll sell the shit out of their sweatshirt if they send me a sweatshirt. But, I mean, they're sending them because all to Joe because, Sway apparently.
1: Because Nick and Joe oh. Sway hoard all the swag. Jimmy, you're oh, next. I'm, a unbelievable. I'm
2: sitting I'm sitting here wearing a flannel from you know six
3: years ago. Yeah. Anyway,
1: high-end
2: apparel.com.
3: Yeah, high-end apparel.
1: Flash Horford. Much cheaper than you're gonna get some of you the other stuff. You need it
3: for winter workouts too. You and get 20% some, yeah. off. It's actually a really good deal.
1: You're you're already paying $25.30 less than you would for an equal quality sweat. Plus 20% off if you use the code HOR for 20. It actually is a really good deal. So do it.
0: And this is a um, Hawthorne hoodie, guys. Yeah. Hawthorne hoodie.
1: hoodie. Let's get into our man uh, Neesmith did not didn't didn't sniff the floor. Are you guys
0: surprised? No, you know why? Because for someone like Shemi, who's been trying to stay on the floor or earn his keep, he played well. He, he got his name, his name was called, he came in, he did his job. And I think Brad was just sort of rewarding the guy. Why not? You don't have to throw the rookie in this very first game. We know the circumstances that they're in. We know that he had a lot of catching up to do. I liked it. I I thought that, you know, if Shemmy played like crap for two minutes, sure, throw him in there. But he didn't. So I I like the decision from Brad. Okay.
3: Defense. I I
0: think it's defense.
1: (laughs) If you're on
3: the wing, you had to defend Giannis tonight. Is Neesmith ready for Giannis? Probably not. But we've talked about this at (laughs) Wayne. Conditioning, defense, play call. So many things have been mentioned about him and uh, vaguely Pritchard too, but Pritchard has gotten minutes here. So you would think that those things for Neesmith have been a bigger issue than Pritchard. Two different positions too, two different areas of need. They feel better about their wings and they're getting bigger minutes out of their wings in total. Uh, But it definitely feels like Neesmith's a little bit behind uh, after his offseason after the lack of game experience that he had and the injury that he had in January. So he's behind. There's nothing wrong with that. He's in a unique position, and he looked good in the preseason in a spot minute. So it will come. There will be matchups. There will be uh, situations, injuries, all those different things throughout the year, and he'll probably be ready when when the time comes.
1: I don't know. It's again, you want to see something out of him, and it could just be the game. You're right. Based on the lineup they started, they were thinking more defense. Um, they were worried about it for sure. Um, so I'm not stunned he didn't play, but I do. I, I want to see him start working his way into that rotation. I certainly want to see hit him getting minutes over semi, even if it's not now. You want to see it sooner rather than later. And Bobby, that's kind of what you wrote about is he may just kind of be forced into action because – you're going to need the offense, I think. Um, uh, you know, whenever
3: and- whenever things start going wrong, you can just imagine him being the plan.
1: Right, exactly. If they couldn't get anything going, right, but then the offense did get going, so you didn't need it tonight. So it makes sense he didn't play here.
3: Yeah, and he didn't play on well right. the preseason, so it was a continuation because we saw that Javante Green absent as well. Uh, that development just went went by the waist. So again, mashups. I told you, Bobby. He, just, he was
1: just a body. The only reason and that was. was another. Yeah, we were trying to figure out if there was anything reading into him starting, and the answer is no. He I'll, I'll
3: apologize to you for that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: False alarm. Hey, we got Brad here talking after the game. We're going to listen to this on uh Jason Tatum uh, and his uh, performance. Tatum's a good offensive player. You
0: can get a shot up. It was a well challenged shot. It was a well defended shot. We, you know, I guess we were lucky it went in, but um, it was a great game that presented a lot of um, situations and things that NBA basketball, with, you know, when you're playing against a good opponent, provides.
1: Well, there you go, Brad. I like you.
0: Jason Tatum is good. He didn't give him a, a whole <laughs> yeah. bunch of props for that shot. I like it. Good job, coach. Yeah,
1: we'll hear from Tatum. I want to hear
0: about that last shot too.
1: You always wonder, I mean, Belichickian.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad hasn't been high he's on this like team. It, <laughs> he's he's been he's been rough on them for two weeks going now, and we saw why in the preseason, and we might see why again on Friday. That monster yeah, team yeah. in Brooklyn's rolling through again. So it doesn't get yep, any right. easier from here. They had a rough one. Right. Uh, they had a rough finish here tonight that they held on through. I thought a ton of admirable uh, takeaways from this one, progress, uh, guys you can lean on. It's all We had so many question marks coming in this year, and I think a you know handful of guys passed their tests uh, for their roles that they weren't used to tonight. So uh, that, it's all positives. And what we, what we see here is what we – Uh, wanted to see from this team can they survive can they ride through tough waves can they just pull out wins where maybe they didn't deserve to get get one that's going to be key to surviving this stretch without Kemba and Thompson coming back earlier is great too let's talk about him
1: okay what did we think what do we what do we like from Thompson today I mean, again, I certainly almost everything that you said, right? Energy, aggressive, offensive rebounds, fighting yep. on defense, physical. He's he an imperfect off. player, but he does. I do think the the Marcus Smart big man comparisons are apt for, for him. Um, yeah. He's just scrapping the whole time, you know, and, and you need that. Yeah,
0: especially at the end of the games. And I thought that Giannis got away with one on that one. But anyway, a lot. A the basketball gods made sure he didn't get that second free throw, so it, it worked his way out, it worked itself out, I should say. But Tristan yeah. Thompson's going to be that guy at the at the end of the game that you need to step up. And in those offensive rebounds, that was the first thing I thought of when the Celtics said uh, when it was announced that they were, he was signing signing with Boston because well, that goes a long way. The Celtics never had someone like that. Well, Cantor gave Can if Cantor did anything
1: well, it was offensive rebounding. So let's give the guy some some credit. Yeah, 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 yeah. he had true. the
3: best season ever for the Celtics in that regard. And that
1: that he was an absolute. <laughs> He's Ever. uncanny at that. It's <laughs> I I don't know how you can jump three inches off the ground and get as many offensive rebounds as Cantor does, but he is amazing at it. But now his uh, putback efficiency wasn't great, the but he, the defense is terrible, and and yeah. his offensive moves. He gets his shot off. I mean, I, I I I'll miss Ennis Cantor for what he did. You almost wish you could combine some elements that offensive game that he gets the ball down low and able to finish well with uh with Thompson's physicality and energy there on defense. It's it's a huge you know, yeah. that's that's you know, what you brought him in
2: for.
0: You know, it's gonna be fun. Uh, Philly, you know, Joel Embiid, uh, Miami, Bam Adebayo. You know, but he's still undersized against a guy like I
2: Embiid. Know, but Embiid.
0: man, I like the muscle though, John. You know, like that's oh, he's fucking
3: jacked. Yeah, you he's, he's to your got guys hitting
0: threes and two two uh, rising stars, two rising scores.
3: And to have the size he did not get up there on that lob like he did, I and this like he's part of a guy who's going to build an identity for this team, and we saw it start to take shape tonight a little bit—the playmaking, the communication, uh, just all that stuff that they did. And I, I keep going back to the switches with Smart, the way they kept catching Giannis in the lane again and again and again. That's an apt, uh, switchable and Smart Center, who's able to position a guard to be in a better spot there to take a charge than he would be, where he would probably get blown by. Like He just did some things defensively tonight that uh, can really change your defense, and he's going to be a mainstay there in that fact. Now, he's another guy like Cantor who's going to be chasing offensive rebounds, so his team's transition defense when he's out there isn't going to be as great. But that's why I say you have a great duo. If you need more of that, if you're playing the Toronto Raptors, you're going to go more tight in that situation. Rob Williams gave you a little bit. Like They, they just have options there. Grant, I, don't know I thought he that. played well. I, I thought Rob looked all right tonight. Some good first half energy. I like the way you look next to Grant. You, you just have a lot of options. You can fill a ton of minutes out there, and you have size. It's 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 options and those guys, they can start to work through those minutes to get a little bit better. And you have reliable guys at the top of the center rotation. It's a
0: little better. That's That's the biggest difference between him and cancer, right? You can give him minutes. You can, he can play 20 plus one. He won't fall out. And two, he, he, he can blend in, you know? So that's, that's huge.
2: Yeah. I thought, I thought that he gave them exact like, like 12 points, eight rebounds, 22 minutes. Like if you asked me to predict, like, his season stats, like, this probably would have been something like that, at least in terms of, like, the points and the rebounds. And I think John even was like, yeah, he's going to average 10 and 10, and, like, he's going to give you, you know, whatever. He's gonna I said he's going to average about
1: 8 and, eight and 6.
2: Oh, yeah, maybe sometimes. 8 and 6. So you didn't, uh, you didn't give him no, you you didn't didn't. enough 10 and 10 would be
1: great. Yeah.
2: You didn't give enough time. Like I, I, I think he's going to do better than 8 and 6. I think what he gave you tonight was exactly what you needed. Showed a lot of um, energy out there. Showed some tenacity. I, I'm, I'm with Joe Sway on this. I I like him against a guy like Embiid because he kind of gives me like Horford vibes in the sense where he's like the veteran and kind of knows how to sort of like get under your skin a little bit and he's not going to like hurt you with his, um, you know, emotions or anything like that. I mean, this guy, listen, this this guy deals with the Kardashians day in and day out. So, I mean, if he can handle (laughs) them, he can handle Joel Embiid and everybody else. So, I'm not worried about that. I actually think he's going to be a huge, huge help on this team we already talked about what he allows them to do um by going you know essentially big if you want to call it that i wouldn't say it's super big but you're putting him at five you're putting tyson at four so now like you're already giving a completely different look than than what you were able to do last year because if you want to compare him to to Cantor, well obviously brad was not ever going to do you know canter at the five and tyson four last year and and we already know that he's going to play thompson uh you know way way more than he did with cancer. So um we really happy play. with what I saw. Uh but we lost this way again. He was tired of my, we're going, my, we're going cancer, my uh, Thompson. We're time. going skinny. Uh, well, a couple other nuggets I- I
3: kind of, well, last thing I got on Tristan. Eight or six, ten or eight. Go it's gonna be the energy. It's gonna be the defense. It's gonna be intangible right. things that raise this exactly. team's level. And Agreed. what's the defining no. difference between what we saw in the preseason and what we saw tonight? He's out there, whereas he wasn't before. And they even said in practice that also, was a big difference.
1: They, just play, they played with more. They they clearly were not taking the preseason games remotely seriously in terms of what they were trying to do or their energy yeah. level. They, they, I, I've never seen them try less hard than they did in the preseason. The Brooklyn well,
3: game was a disgrace.
2: Philly well, was let me think about thing. it like this.
1: Yeah, Philly was sloppy. The Brooklyn game was a disgrace. The Brooklyn game was, I, I don't want to play this right now. I just want to yeah. get it over with. And that that's was the difference that I'm was, talking about. Yeah. A couple other nuggets I thought were interesting. You know, you talked about Milwaukee and their lack of depth. Uh, just looking again at the box score, it's interesting. That Giannis and Middleton played thir- almost 38 minutes each. Milwaukee went for it, you know. Um, and uh, let's bring this way back in here. What up, guys? Hey, there he is. Milwaukee went for oh, four it. For
2: that way? Can we go that way, John?
1: No, 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 doesn't do it. Doesn't yeah. do it. This is the best I okay. can do, Jimmy. <laughs> it looks better okay. it looks better this way. We'll four skinny would be bad. But Milwaukee took Milwaukee gave it everything they had tonight. They, both those guys played 38 minutes. What did Giannis average last year? Most of the year was like a, he was like a 30-31 minute guy, right? I mean, they were trying to reduce his minutes so he wasn't getting killed. 38 minutes on opening night. They went for it here. They, they, they this was you know they they went for the win.
3: That that's a response to last year too. The criticism last year into the playoffs, yep. they're playing a full rotation, they're shuffling too many guys, in and they I mean, didn't he do he it hard at enough all on Giannis. And tonight you lean on him a little more. Like this comes down, they very easily could have won this game if he hits both free throws at the line. the The issues with his game aren't many. I think they get. Uh, overblown in terms of how many they are, but the issues that do exist in his game are glaring. Jeez, He's holiday gotta,
1: played 38 too. All of these guys, 38, 37,
2: 37, these guys. Well, it's like, an indictment on on their bench. We talked about yeah. it. Three we players. talked about it. They, they went, about it. they went for a huge tonight.
3: Yeah, they got four guys. They got four reliable guys. Brooke can be a fifth on some nights. I don't like anybody off their bench all that much. They lose George Hill, who was a Celtics killer. That was yep. honestly a tough guy to lose. It to. is
1: interesting because we're talking about it on the text message beforehand. We're like, what are we if they win this game by 24, what's the conversation going to be? Like, is Milwaukee bad? And obviously it didn't <laughs> end up being that way because Giannis is such a force and they and he willed his way back into the game there. Uh just, you know, playing dad ball, just freaking just walking right to the basket and scoring, you know during that run, but you're right. Milwaukee may be, may have some issues because of that.
2: No DJ Augustine for Milwaukee. They got Okay. They got,
3: that's a good, that's a good point, Jimmy. Good addition by them. Another Teague like guy who's going to help their second unit. Uh, But Bogdan Bogdanovich is the guy who was there, was ready to sign with the team and the NBA just killed them. I mean, it punished them in a way we've never seen before by nullifying the signing, taking a second-round pick, and disproportionate uh, fine, I thought, for what other teams have done repeatedly in the past openly. Ease in those a little bit. You know, maybe you give them a fine and let that signing go through. It's, right. I thought it was a shameful thing that they did, and it was no coincidence that it was a Milwaukee. Would you do that to an L.A.? Would you do that to New mm-hmm. York.? <laughs> especially with the position Giannis was in. I thought that was shameful what the league did there, but I guess you got to get tough if you want to clean it up somehow. And it worked. We had that whole free agent show with no signings for a couple hours. So it worked, yeah. but man, that was tough to see for them. Yeah. they had to set a precedent. That's what it was.
2: Uh, Pretty good for Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk about setting a precedent, I think in a minute, uh, or not in a minute, but we got to talk about the other massive, NBA news earlier. Today. Oh, you want
1: to do you want to do that? You want to go to James?
2: I don't know if you guys want to leave the game yet and talk. I
1: think I'm, I was going to say you want to go you want to talk about James or you want to talk about the Nets for let's say you want to do James first. We can wrap it up with the Nets, yeah.
2: I'd like to end it with the Nets cuz that's kind of like a preview into Christmas.
1: Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. So, uh, obviously you have a, you know, the other huge story uh was uh uh James Harden in the club. Mm, uh, in the club. This was my favorite thing about this story. Okay, so the the story comes out that James Harden, is, James Harden is in a strip club. Okay, and he's and there's video and he's wearing a mask. And then everyone goes like all you know, it's a pruder film with it. They're talking about the balloons and the decorations and how long his beard is and whether it matches up and was it a recent video or not and blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. And then he basically just comes out. He's like, "Yeah, I was freaking there, and I was there to support my girl. And it's not a strip club. Strip club, and the media sucks. So basically." Yeah, I was in a club. I right. know I'm not supposed to be there. I know it's a violation of league w- league league rules. Oh, I would say wasn't I was wearing wearing a club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I de- definitely wasn't wearing a mask. Um, but it wasn't a strip club. So the media
2: and like uh, yeah, so- they- I you know what, this this is what gets me is like a player does something wrong or says something wrong and then they blame the media and say that we're twisting it or dragging their name through the mud like, like, not that, that was
1: that was vindication that, that uh-huh. saying that like it wasn't a strip club therefore
2: media it was like i'm supporting my you know my my girl or my my friend who's a woman and i'm supporting her because she's a boss and like that's great like and and, and I'm i get all it but the I'm story isn't
1: strip club the story is right. out in public, right. maskless. He, just, so I like, he, think, did it, he think that was like a mic-dropping moment when he was like, it wasn't a strip club. Right. Like that wasn't, he that's did, not though. Important. That's, that's not
0: important. He thinks, he thinks it was a mic-drop moment, but it wasn't. It was That radio. part like, of the story know. is the least important part of the story. It's he like, like oh, it. media, you're trying to paint me out to be as this crazy uh, go-lucky strip club goer or, or, you know. It's like, well, you put that narrative together. It's not the Sorry. media. it wasn't a strip club. It was a club that you went to with a
1: bunch of strippers
0: right but people said that <laughs> exactly there's a bunch for an people. event and coming from the dude who was, was strippers out the strip club while his team was playing in the preseason i mean what, what do you the do the, 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 the memes in the Twitter that Twitter that made that can
1: yeah it's not a strip yeah. club if you arrive there naked you know yeah because
2: yeah. uh, like, Car- it, it, it's not about where it's not about it being a strip club. Like if that's what you want to do, that it's not news that, that, that you, that James Harden goes to strip clubs. That's not the point. It's like you're violating like the rules. You're, you're being selfish. You're putting your teammates and whoever else in jeopardy, because you're only thinking about yourself. You showed up late to practice to camp. You demanded a trade. You're not in it. Like, so just take your ball and go home, man, because you're only hurting the team. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but this is just kind of broke on Twitter over the last 30 minutes. He's going to lose his paycheck for every game that he can't play because of he has to quarantine now.
3: And that's and funny. De- tr- trying to, you know what i trying thought trying to determine? Happened, Jimmy? Twenty game suspension, nail him. You're putting the entire yeah. season at risk here. Nail him in the ass. I Bobby mean, this is the worst thing at you, at you could do this year. Oh, like, Bobby. Like, they, they sh-
2: whoa, Bobby. They. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about like, the so you- again.
3: Are you kidding me? Like, the, the entire Rockets are out of commission on the opening night of the season. Now, John had said th- there's apparently no evidence right. that it stemmed from him. It's coming from Houston. Not the, he's, not
1: the, um, he's not the source of the,
3: uh, of the yeah, thing, no. I don't think. But again,
2: not the point.
3: I know it was either him. Other guys going on on the team? So, the whole team in general is putting the league at risk here. So, like you said, they're going to lose paychecks for games they miss. They find them 50000 But that seems light to me he's going to doing it he didn't before with the COVID test that put him at risk here. It feels like he's going to do everything and everything to get a player empowerment. It's his right. But blah, 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 People are going to point three thousand people are dying a day in this think about as well and you're putting the league at risk now by shown touching the schedule game one one the most shameful run I've ever seen a star on in my life. like this is just
1: this Bobby's mic cutting in and out for anybody. No I thought yeah. it was me. I was
3: afraid yeah. I was
1: Bobby your mic's a mess right now. So you were in oh, and out the whole man. time. I didn't know if it was on my end.
0: Yo
2: I'm Dude, I, te- I I, thought, checked- I
0: thought it was me. Yeah.
2: I texted you guys like Thirty minutes going, like my audio's shit right now. I don't know if it's just me because. Oh you know, no! Yeah, it's, it's not that. But then it got better
0: right after you sent that
2: text. You're okay, but Bobby, you're all broken up right now. Um, Let so, me say this. Yeah. Just about Harden, and what kind of going off what Bobby said, and how people are going to say it's too harsh. This and the other thing. Listen, he's getting. I think we just saw. The numbers are roughly two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a game, based on his contract. You want to give me $250,000 a game, I'll sit in a corner by myself. I won't talk or see a soul for the entire year if I'm getting $250,000 a game. So, yeah, it might seem like, oh, it's harsh that he can't go and support this person or go out and publicly do this. Then then you know what? Then don't play. No no, no. one's making you play. four figure paycheck. I mean, apparently that's going to happen anyways now because you can't follow the rules. But, I mean, it, that's, that's essentially to me what it comes down to is like you're putting yourself before the team. Before, you know, the organization, before, yeah. I mean, God forbid, God forbid you do get sick and you do spread it to your teammates and now their families are getting involved. Like, dude, when you, when you show up to camp, you got to follow the rules. Like you're, 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 you're following the yeah, NBA. I'm not going to lie.
1: I'm, a, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I get bored by stories like this. Like, I, I think it's just, it's, it's freaking so ridiculous. It's, it's so bored. selfish. It's my, It's so selfish. Bored? It's mind blowing also it's just such an f you to everybody to your entire team to everybody like you know that's going to circulate it's not like you went out like it's not one of these like you know i went to a party and somebody whipped out a right. selfie it was like in a, somebody's basement and i got you're in a freaking club like you're going to get that you're it's gonna it's getting out so you're basically just saying like i don't care right. it is what it is you know but, i but but,
2: right. but think about this though i mean this is this is game 1 and we already had a cancellation we we didn't I, and i said this before it's like Nobody's talking about this enough. The fact that the NBA is essentially taking MLB's approach or or the NFL's approach now, and if you if you think about the NFL, they had they had a ton of cases, and, right? And they and as they play once a week, able to sort of work their way around it, and the a can sort of finagle whatever the hell he wants to do. The NBA, you don't have that luxury. You really don't. You're gonna have to cancel a lot of games here if players aren't buying into the process. And I'm wondering yeah. if. If at some point the NBA is going to, you know, PR and everyone's going to get the vaccine for the NBA, uh, so that they can, they're going to somehow avoid avoid this.
1: Yeah, that's just bad op- bad optics when you cut the line like that. So I don't know. It is, I mean- but I
2: already saw the spin. The spin zone was, and you guys probably saw the spin zone was. Well, if the players get it, it sort of sets an example and shows everybody that this is a, this is a good vaccine, like we're getting it see we're getting the vaccine it works you shouldn't be scared to take methods. it you should want yeah. to take it
3: yeah that was, that was that's a dick like
2: guy. how they're going to spin it i think well, one what I want
0: to say real quick about James Harden is that I just think Harden is the kind of guy who's just oblivious about that kind of thing. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but this is a guy who, do you guys remember when he wore the Blue Lives Matter thing? He didn't even know what that represented. Like, he really is that oblivious, right? I mean, I don't think he's necessarily, like, going, going through the protocols and thinking, but oh, I'm, I'm breaking I'm breaking rules over here. I'm going through this Not football. an excuse. I'm going to go support my girl real quick because she's a beast and because, you know, Houston needs to figure out what they need to do with me. Like, Here's the this thing. Is- Look, you need to train me sooner you need to do this make this happen Think about it think about it in terms though like that's been the the nba man with superstars i know but
1: if you're smart if you're not even forget smart is savvy enough to recognize that i'm trying to convince a franchise to give up a potential cornerstone piece to trade for me because i'm so awesome at basketball you know and 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 teams are reluctant to do that right now and you desperately want out of houston like does this help your trade value? Like, sure, it may make Houston want to just strike any deal and get you out of there a little bit faster. But if I'm another team now, this is another reason we're like, I don't want this freaking moron around here. Like, I, yeah. it's this can't help your brand if you're trying to get out the door. Um, it definitely doesn't help if you're trying to Imagine if you we were on the fence about the, hard the right now. Yeah. yeah. You'd
3: be like, uh, no. The concern started when he forced the Westbrook trade, one of the worst trades we've seen of all time. And since then, we've seen him out of shape, uh, pulling this, and just a variety of other things you don't want your no, start to be doing. the Wall
1: trade was the bad trade. Then he made a worse trade for Wall. And plus, remember, guys, this is a little different nowadays, right? Because Getting when you downgrade out for Westbrook was bad, then Westbrook out for Wall, he keeps downgrading, and then he's mad about the situation. He's forcing the situation.
0: But also remember, this is a new situation where you have to spend a lot more time with your teammates than you're accustomed to on the road. Like you have to lock in, and you have to be isolated and be safe and all that stuff. Like. People yeah. may be saying, I don't know if I want to kick it with James Harden like that. I don't know if I can survive with him off the court, I, never mind on the court, where he's going to demand the ball so much, and his style of play may not be exactly what I'm excited about. Yeah.
2: That's that. That's a good point, Joshua. I, I, randomly, I, so I listened to the Rondo the Rondo podcast today, which was awesome. Um, if you're a Celtics fan or NBA fan, I think it's, it was the uh, the Up and Smoke podcast. And uh, um, it was a great podcast. Not to get off topic, but he mentioned no, how like, this – you mentioned this season's like already kind of weird because like the players are like, they have to all have to have their masks on like in the locker room. And then they, and I think they're all, they can only really socialize in pods like off the court. So I don't even know. I don't know what that means, but if that means that like four players are only allowed to hang out, you know what I mean? In case like sort of to limit, the spread, if if there were to be breakout. So who knows, who knows what pod Harden's even in, or if he's even in one, I mean, it, it probably is a smart. I'm to sure put he's on got his own, own pod. at this point.
1: Yeah, That's yeah, he's got he his own pod, his face, yeah.
2: separate room, you know.
1: Yeah. All right, let's uh but let's transition just back to the what Celt- that
2: dynamic's going to
1: be. Let's go back to the Celtics. We're going to talk about the Christmas matchup. I'm going to hear from Jalen Brown here. Uh, definitely the Celtics' best player tonight. I think here he is talking about uh, Jason Tatum and his game.
0: It's a little bit more weird, um, just because it's the Garden, like. Right? In the Garden is, like, one of the loudest places to play in, I mean, in the NBA. So it definitely is an adjustment that we got to get used to. Um, but hell of a shot from JT. All the Celtics fans were, were going crazy. Uh, so we appreciate you guys. Keep sending your, your energy, you know, even though you're not in the building, we still might feel it. So, yeah, hell of a shot, you know, big-time shot. Them type of shots that we uh, trust JT with, that he looks forward to. You know, I don't know if he called glass, but – um, I'll take it. <laughs> Everyone's giving him a hard time on that. I like
3: that. <laughs> I love that. Guy well, you guy. know,
1: game. That's the thing. It's like usually you hit a shot off the off the bank like that, and you kind of like. Give him right, one of these, right. like. But he went into full, like you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, but it, it revved up, though. It revved up. He went into yeah. I made
3: that. He
1: started to rev it <laughs> That's up. That's how like. he drew it up. He did. He revved it up. He's like, oh. and Giannis is like, come on. And then, then his teammates
0: are pushing him, you know, <laughs>
1: making him. You almost feel on. like the refs. You always feel like the refs called the kind of the foul late because Tatum's shot didn't deserve to go in. It was like they were making up. <laughs> yeah, it was a makeup call for that garbage shot fall. I'm not going
3: to be too hard on that shot. The situation I, we haven't had a guy who in Boston could hit that shot since going back to Paul Pierce. Right? Everybody really
1: hit the shot. It, it was a brick and it went in. I mean, it,
2: he
3: right. missed well, the shot that's better than when you by two feet. That's better than what you had in the Isaiah right? You just wouldn't get that shot to go in in general. So I know, but I mean.
2: That's what I said to start the show. Is like, you take yeah, the
3: me, ball going in the net. Yeah. yeah he didn't like, hit the it's shot. Still, it's
2: still hilarious that it went in. It's still hilarious how he reacted. Like, like. yeah. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Of course
3: that was going in. I'll be honest. I love that.
0: I like how you guys <laughs> talk about uh, the fact Brad, Brad went for it. You know, that's, a, that's actually a really good point because most of the time he was. He was set up for overtime because he believed in this guys to keep fighting, you know, barring any foul trouble. But with Giannis and foul trouble. I don't foul. know that that was the call. The call was give the ball
1: to Jason and let him create. He just – he likes to default to that step back. I hate that yeah, shot. Well, I feel I like he had the step back shot. in his
0: mind the whole time. Jonathan. You
1: had to do I, it
3: against Giannis. Giannis was on him.
2: The defensive player of the
3: year. hate that shot.
2: Yeah, no, it's a I, low percentage know, shot. Obviously,
1: I'd rather call a play for that with a couple of different options than just give it to Tatum and make him and, and have him shoot a 30 footer with the 6'11 defensive player of the year with a seven foot eight wingspan when on him. You know, when like, there's
3: two seconds left in the game. You're not running a short roll dump dish to the corner, you're just getting the best shot you can in isolation, and that's what they did there. He had more than two seconds when he got the ball in his hands.
2: <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, I want to say something before, the run. <laughs> yeah we get into the nets I want to uh I want to bring something up that Bobby had mentioned he's kind of mentioned a few times over the last couple weeks couple weeks is Brad Stevens like demeanor kind of I guess you could call it um not just the way he talks about like smith for example which we all kind of felt that he was being like overly critical of but is Brett are, are we getting and Bobby you're I know you're. you're Mad in, Brad. yeah that was where I'm going with it. are we getting and I joked about Belichickian but like are we kind of getting a different Brad this year? And maybe has did Brad over the off season, after what kind of transpired in the playoff, the players kind of going at each other and this kind of like a pattern of players sort of going at each other in the locker room is Brad almost taking a look at himself and saying, you know, I need to be tougher or I'm to a bad guy so that, so that the players aren't each other's bad guys. Is, is he maybe uh, becoming more of it's an NBA plan. coach um, as opposed to a college coach?
0: I think so. That's actually a good observation, uh, Jimmy. I, I think um, Jimmy,
1: you made a good observation. Money
0: <laughs> we best ever. If,
2: Well done. If well done. watching, just like record that one for like the gonna, books, because I actually maybe said something that makes somewhat amount of sense. Yeah, that yep. one
0: counts. That one counts for sure. But because, I mean, um, that was a question for all you guys.
2: But I know Bobby was kind of keen on it um, early on. Um,
0: well, I don't yeah, think, I think that's. I, I don't that think the Evan Tyner, uh, Evan Tyner, Evan Turner uh, hiring. I don't think that was out of the blue. I think there's a lot of significance to that. Uh, I think Brad Stevens found out a lot about his team throughout the bowl. and I think some of it was uh, what happened at the game too. He's like, "Man, these guys need to find a way to figure it out." And I don't know if I can be a part of that from afar. I can be, to Jimmy's point, you know, I can be harder on them. You know, it's been a few years. I'm not dealing with a lot. You know, most of these players that I've been spent, I've spent two plus years with, and I think Evan Turner was sort of that guy. That, obviously, he's been there. He's actually played with some of these guys uh knows the system and i think it was a perfect match i think that's going to allow brad to be a bit harsh a bit more harder on his team especially on his on, on the core guys and i think evan turner can uh, you know in that locker room be a voice of reasoning and, and and someone that they could turn to uh you know for advice especially the younger guys and the rookies and don't forget guys walker walker's still there like i, I think that's something that could be overstated or overlooked i should say is uh his influence i think this uh, it's a significant influence in that locker room and even though he's not playing i think he's in these guys ears especially Jalen, especially Tatum, you know, especially Marcus, those three, those are the most important.
3: Yeah. Uh, settle, okay, let's settle look. adjustments, shot selection, looking back on yeah. Marcus Smart's role, pressing roles on all of these guys. A lot of well, big I statements in camp. If
1: Marcus did that, as if Bobby, as you were saying, if Marcus did what he did tonight. market Marcus and, didn't change. But, and, and and actually didn't shoot a ton, not because Holiday was on him and it was a tough assignment, but because Brad said, I need you to be this um, this year more so than anything else and let everything else flow through these guys, chip in where you can. There'll be nights where you get your shots, but I don't want you going out there thinking you got to be a hero. And if Marcus took that to heart, that would be great because Brad hasn't done that in three years. And that's what we've talked about is this idea of everybody gets – you know, it's like youth league basketball. Everyone gets shots. Everyone gets to play. You know, I want you to be confident, feel good about yourself, and not. And he should be valid. He, did, he doesn't. Doomed. He it's what doing that superstar team with Kyrie um, and Marcus and all of that, that year, a couple of years ago. Um, and it's what sometimes kind of hurts them in late game situations where, you know, you're not necessarily running the ball through the hands of the people who you want to have. That's why I with.
3: say subtle adjustments. Some yeah. people in our audience and his biggest critics want to see 180s from him or see him gone and just all this drastic stuff. Since Hayward left, he's become the biggest target alongside Semi Ojale. I think a lot of his tendencies, I think a lot of his ideologies hold fit and are big reasons that the Celtics have won and the players have advanced. Now, some of his issues as a coach that we've talked about have limited them in the big moments. So I think fine-tuning what you talk about in terms of open opportunity, a ton of players got opportunity tonight pretty widespread experimental play, all those grad tendencies held. But with those subtle adjustments, uh, tighten it up a little bit, pressing rolls on guys, really emphasizing that players shouldn't be trying to do too much, but still saying, you know, shoot the open three, Daniel Tice, on kickouts. Like he's not doing a 180 on his approach. He's just making subtle adjustments. That could be key in the end. Yeah. Um, All right, let's move on to the next.
2: You guys are kind of – Okay. I was just going to say, we're going to wrap it up by saying, you know, we, we talk about, or John, I mean, John, you, you said mad Brad and like that kind of where I was alluding to, but like, I think Brad, maybe one of Brad's goals is to not be known as mad Brad. Maybe he just becomes Brad because, and that just becomes part of his new coaching like identity. Because when you think of some of the best coaches in the NBA, I mean, they all have mean streaks, but they're all, I mean, they're all still good no. guys and like they're, they're all yeah. personable, but like their players, their players, you know, they'll shape up when, when they raise their voice or when they tell them what to do or when they get criticized. I mean, you can go down the line. Popovich, um, you know, Carlisle. I mean, even Doc Rivers, known as a player's coach. But he get mad at his guys. Are you kidding me? He'd scream at his guys. You don't want to Think be like any uh,
1: boss you, any boss you've ever had in your life. The ones you usually like and respect the most are the ones who are tough but will also, you know, respect right. you and work with you. It's not all one or the other. You can't just be a hard ass and you can't just be a uh, super nice guy. There's a, there's definitely a balance. Brad is one of those like supportive, you know, leader of men, yeah. you know, and, and whatever. But Great you're right. Guys. A little bit a little bit of like holy shit, we pissed him off is a good thing to have every once in a while. Yeah.
2: I agree completely. Huh. And I and yeah. I don't know, just for an example of somebody on the opposite spectrum, it seemed like Brett Brown was like the nicest guy in the world. And I wonder if he was too nice. For the Sixers and that's kind of why things sort of imploded there and unfortunately he didn't he didn't you know stick around but maybe if a guy like Brett Brown had a meaner streak maybe some of those younger players fall in line a little bit and uh, maybe Brad maybe Brad's sort of sensing the same uh with, right. with his locker room but
1: we'll move on let's jump ahead let's jump ahead quickly I want to quickly preview the Nets. um what we saw a few nights ago in that exhibition game was terrifying and if it's anything close to that <laughs> Yeah. Not only that, but what you saw from the Nets, absolutely demolishing Golden State. Guess, and that yeah. thing, this thing, this wasn't even close to this close a game. This was like a 70-point game in actuality. This was. Yeah. Goal, this game was over in like four minutes, uh, and it was ridiculous. Uh, and they just – how good Durant looks, how good Kyrie looked, how deep they look. Oh, my God. And Harris and Levert and this and that. I mean, they've got this team – we went from, I wonder if they'll be competing for a four or a five seed because it'll take a while to put them <laughs> together. And Durant's not going to be right. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah. Kyrie's going to blow up and, 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 and spray incense all over everybody and get in their <laughs>
3: eyes. And won't be able to shoot straight. You know, Yeah. Hey, made
2: that shot. He's going to implode. Or- hey, yeah. I, had
3: them, I had them as the two. You can't mistake the 10. I don't think cool. you can. We'll run that back. But, in a year where they are going to be crucial, they have more depth than anyone. It's ridiculous that Bruce uh, Jeff Green, so, and the top-end
1: talent. They are so deep. That team is loaded. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't know what to expect because what we've seen, the last two things, scare the crap out of you, which is what – having played them and looking like you didn't belong on the floor with this team. Like they were playing a different brand of basketball and in an effortless way, it almost felt like they were, they felt bad to beat you that badly. Like (laughs) they were, it was like, sorry guys, we came to your court. It's an exhibition game. I didn't mean to embarrass you like that. It was ridiculous. Then you watch them just beat the snot out of golden state. So I don't know. I mean, do we have any reason to believe that? I mean, again, it had us feeling bad about the Celtics to the point that you thought these first two games are going to be really, really ugly. This is a tough way to start the season for the for the Celtics. Both banged up and not ready to clearly not like mentally ready to play basketball. Then they come out and they play like this against Milwaukee. Any chance this is a, a much
0: more competitive game than what we might have thought 24 hours ago? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, come from behind, or you know, get out of a 17 point hole. Maybe something to that effect. If the Celtics. Uh, Hopefully they don't get it that far, but I I don't see the Celtics in the game where they're actually like comfortably ahead, you know, for a significant amount of time throughout this one. I I just think it's it's going to be one of those games, and I think the this win against the Milwaukee Bucks will go a long way. And also, in in terms of how they're going to uh, defend Durant, I think that's a completely different score compared to Giannis, and I'm sure you guys would all agree. So I think it's a great challenge, but also for we forget Tristan Thompson didn't play. You know, I don't know if that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna, that's, the, that's the difference that the Celtics going to need to win this one. But I think we'll get a good sense of how they're able to defend a team like this because they can also defend. I think that's what makes Brooklyn so tough. Sure, Karis Levert can drop 20 and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and, and, and Joe Harris can get going from deep. But on the other end, I mean, they have a young, uh, a young shocker, you know, who's who's I think is legit, Jared Allen. Uh, I think uh on Prince is someone that can really defend uh, the corner. And it's, it's just a tough team because they're they're, they're deep on both ends. But Jeff T, you know, how, how is he going to uh, unfold here? Like, obviously, do we expect this guy to drop 19 a night? I know you guys talked about him being the third-leading scorer, but it's going to be interesting to see how Seth has come up with points, you know, with Shemi. I'm you know, also interested to see he needs-
1: when – I think we had a lot of like, we had a lot of like these fantasies heading into the exhibition game. What are what are, what are they going to do for Kyrie or have in store for him? And then it turned into this frigging, you know, kumbaya love fest. Love or like a, that's the thing I hated about
0: it. I think they need to show and some, I more hate it. some I, attitude. I hate
1: that. Yeah. And so I really don't fall for that stuff. Right. Like, right. I, I don't want to see. I don't want to see a hint of that when the game is real, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't shake hands, don't hug, don't nothing. Yeah. Okay? And nothing. and I want I want to see Kyrie miserable all night long, okay? Not because you hate the guy, but you don't want a guy coming in feeling comfortable. Like he's like he's whether you hate him or not hate him. I'm saying he's <laughs> They're the enemy. They're they're
3: they're now in right. your way. Okay. Yeah. I I they- what surprised me most was Jalen. Man, he was so happy to see this guy. I'm like, man. See, I, I don't think go. I don't think that stuff's gonna matter all that much. Like if if it got divisive off the court, I don't think that's gonna stop Brooklyn from running their baseline pick and rolls with no, Kevin but Durant. So
0: let's just take it your personal. Like you want to. You don't have your
1: fans. Good fans you got to get right you need something to get you friggin hungry for this game and not to go out there and like oh it's fun to play with these guys we all go to all star games together like get me, friggin take it to this guy okay bro, bro. you know get i want to see some snarl out of the team it's hard to play that way when you're all
3: buddy buddy beforehand i, I, th- I, I think i think and brown usually ramp themselves up pretty a well a lot of is like that now i just i hate it Oh, I'm, not, I'm not I'm oh. not. concerned about their, their level of intensity and desire to, to win a game like this. I, I'm worried like about this. Brooklyn's spot-up shooting, their movement, their ball handlers. Like, they just have so much offensively, you can't account for it. If you go back and watch that Warriors game, and I think that – Dominance there is a little bit overrated. That game said more about the Warriors to me, who I think are a pretty dreadful team. I mean, they came last in the entire NBA last year and are pretty much running it back with Curry, which isn't a great combination. But the Nets, their weapons are limitless. The only thing I can think of the Celtics could possibly do here is take advantage of Dinwiddie at that three spot a little bit. They're playing small along the wings. Celtics got some size there. They played bigger than ever tonight. Probably boards and switches are two places where you could get their defense a little bit and Durant has shown to be a little bit exposable early on on the defensive side of the ball so the Celtics can do some things to maybe try to stay in this for the offensive end defensively i just like, no one has the personnel in the league to stop this team defensively and i think they're geared up for a, a warriors level start here 20 and 0 24 and 0 something like to that stretch because they That's can just, be
1: hard after they go one and one Bobby. <laughs> they can,
3: they, they can just score whatever they need to. They have limitless options. Their second units as good as anyone's in basketball. Like all right, calling it now, wake up call for the nets on, on Christmas. I, I don't see it. Okay. Wade so, It's rolling.
2: So I have a few points and things I want to say. So Make all of guys them. Have your piece. First, first thing I want to say is John. I just noticed your Christmas tree up behind you. I'm glad that you got it. I was going to say thank week. you. Last week, you hey. didn't have it up yet, and I was a little concerned. Uh, I didn't know if you were, were going to run out of time, but it's good to see. I don't see any gifts under it. I think
1: it was leaning against the wall. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was. The gifts come tomorrow. That's the first thing I want to say. Second thing I want to say, you. talking about the Nets' depth. I was looking at those, like, preseason predictions on – I forget where it was or who said it, but the award prediction was six months of the year. And one, one, you know, expert, quote-unquote, said Levert. And another expert said Dinwiddie. And that just, to me, was like, oh, my God, the Nets are so deep. Like, two separate experts think that two of these bench I think they have the MVP this year,
3: too. Who?
2: Durant is there, and – and Kyrie Irving, I, I tweeted this this morning or today after watching some some of last night. I didn't watch the whole game, but man, you kind of forget how good Kyrie Irving is and how fun he is to watch and like how how just like talented he is with the ball because of all the bullshit that we've gone through with him off the court and what and, and him not even really playing over the last few years. I mean, when this guy's head is in the game and he's happy and he's comfortable and whatever he needs to be doing, whether it's the, you know, whatever it is pregame that he needs to be doing. I mean, this guy's one of the best in the league. So if, if if that's the player, if the player you saw last night is the player the Nets are going to get, then yeah, the, I mean, that team is the team to beat. I mean, they're better than the Bucks. Uh, in my opinion, you, you know they're better than the again, better than the Celtics. So. Yeah,
1: it's not just it's not just the high I and mean, they're they're better almost in every way. They 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 have probably it you would say comparable if not better high end talent with their top two versus the Bucks top two for sure. And then oh my god, the rest of that no, lineup in really. the depth is, is is so the 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 yeah, Lynch the wild card I mean, here the wild card was i we talked about it beforehand in the history of achilles tears the number of people who have come back to be the same player or better in the history of the nba is 0 and durant is 32 years old and he came back and he i don't know from an explosive athletic standpoint if it's there but he's a, he's so smooth off the dribble and the catch and shoot and getting that shot off, even if he did lose half a step of athleticism, he's still almost impossible to guard. You know, he's not like a high flyer, so it's hard to see um, what whether it happened or didn't happen, I don't know. I mean, whether the athleticism has taken a hit, but he looks like the same guy, it's which is amazing. Up. That's it's the
0: amazing. Time. That pull up, like yeah. for a seven footer, it's so hard to defend. It's unbelievable. And he can stop at his... top of a dime and pull up on you, like where, wherever he feels like. you. I think that's what makes him so tough to defend because whether it's behind the arc or anywhere in between, he can stop and shoot it right in your face, and it's nothing. And that's the part where I'm like, okay, he's back. That, that's that's Durant. Yeah, not- but
1: that's, that's what's amazing is that's the reason I thought the two reasons why is the two guys not figuring out how to play together Kyrie possibly having to carry Durant early as he works his way back from that injury and and Durant not really being the same guy and it being kind of weird and awkward for a little while I thought that was possible and it'd be like okay this is the big elephant in the room but KD is not KD anymore and it's not the case and if he is actually KD right. it's a freaking deadly team mm-hmm. it, it, it's and it's, it is legit terrifying. You you spent a couple of years thinking like, oh, Milwaukee, beast of the east, you know, with, with Giannis there. And all of a sudden you're looking around and I'm not going to shit all over Milwaukee for losing this one game, you know, to the Celtics here, but based on how they went out like chumps in the playoffs last year, even with Giannis a little bit hurt and now two straight years getting knocked out of the playoffs despite having the best record of the NBA and, uh, and teams rising up. Uh, in the east, around them, you're now looking at Brooklyn, and then Miami is potentially the two greatest threats, um, you know, to to your path to a to to a championship uh, instead of Milwaukee. And Brooklyn might have just jumped right to the head of the pack in one game, yeah. <laughs> you know, one, one game into the season, and you can completely redo the entire power rankings. Be like, no, they're number one. They're the team. But Vegas already changed. Vegas, after one game, <laughs> yeah. put them in the finals. Just like that. And it wasn't they were that far down. They were yeah. three or well, four. But hey. they're in the – the, they're, the, they're the odds on favorite after a single game to, <laughs> to go to the finals.
0: Crazy. And
2: that's yeah, the, well, they didn't get the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, no. that's, that's the other side.
0: I just feel yeah. like when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets it, also
2: – I'm going to –
0: what
2: I'm going to leave and come back. Cause I think I'm in a huge delay.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. I think you are. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, what I was going to say was, I think what, uh, what stands out most about the Brooklyn Nets is obviously they have the power to, to win as many games more than any team in the Eastern conference. Right. But the way the Eastern Conference has, has got, has improved so much, all these teams have improved, right. Most of them minus the Celtics, but the most part they've improved on the, in during the off season, but because the it's so top heavy would you be shocked if a team like the miami heat knocked them off like i feel like in terms of uh the bucks and you know the the he yeah the bucks don't have that depth so i'm gonna sort of give the heat, no the heater right there too right? i mean I'm that's what i mean it's a big, big because now it's like okay these guys have confidence at an all-time high they went into the last season they still managed to, to pull out a, a record to, to to grab the fifth seed and that was enough for them to go all the way to the, to the NBA finals. So now you're motivated. You have another year under your belt. You have uh, a Tyler Hero who, you know, confidence, way high. however you guys feel about Tyler Hero, what makes Tyler Hero Tyler Hero is the fact that he's not the third option or whatever. He's coming off the bench and he's able to do what he has to do. I think that's scary for a team like the Celtics or a team like the Nets, that sort of depth where you have two-way players that can get it done on both ends. I just don't realistically think this is the team we're going to see at the end of the for the Celtics, right? I don't really realistically think this is going to be the exact same team, and not even just about Kemba. I just think somehow they're going to address that TPE. So it's so hard to, to sort of gauge where the Celtics will be at the end of the road. But at least now for the next two months, the Celtics, after grabbing a win like the Bucs, I think I think it's significant because your chances are you're going to drop your, that that game against the Nets on, on Christmas Day, and you we have, we a, have... A, handful of,
3: a handful of tough teams coming up also. But we had a weird I have to figure we, this thing out, you know, one game at a time. We had a weird reversal where people close to the team like us and I think other people who cover the team even saw that preseason, heard the training camp, and they took a step back on this team and said this, this beginning stretch always could be rough here. What a victory lap this is for Celtics homers tonight, huh? Well, yeah. not only that, I think – I was surprised to actually see <laughs> national people uh, having a – better view with this team than people like us or people close to the team did. I, I still saw people ranking the Celtics second, third, holding that belief in them. Yeah, and but they, Paul, they, what, did
0: they, what did they outplay the Bucks tonight? Is that what you're saying? Because I don't – I mean
3: – Well, they showed that they can stand with a team like that and they can make the adjustments and they made the moves at the very least to give themselves depth, if not the top heaviness of last year. I don't think anyone's touching the Nets in the East no matter what happens, if they're healthy. I mean, the the level of coaching – Which we saw in that Warriors game. Some of the stuff that they were doing was just beautiful. Not even using Irving and Durant on some of the plays there. Their GM's great. They have the richest owner in the league. Like they are just a cut above everybody. And I think that's going to play out throughout this year. And I didn't feel too bad about Boston getting blown off the court by them because I think, as we saw with the Warriors and as we'll see going forward, a ton of teams are going to have that happen to them. So we have to seriously ask the question, not just for the Celtics, but I'm throwing the heat in there. I'm throwing the Sixers, whoever thinks – Lakers even, who I think took a tiny step back from what I saw last night. The Lakers are better than last year. I disagree. I think those center additions were so overrated from last night. The Nets, I think, are cut above everybody else in the league, and I think they could have that dominant Warriors kind of season. Okay. I so like, so we well, did, so didn't like, see
0: Dennis Schroeder? They, they picked so he was ball. okay.
3: The, Harrell, they got much worse at center, though. Uh, Harrell is a bad, bad player, overrated. I mean, the, he just got crushed inside every time he was on the court. My God, are we overreacting to one game? The, the Nets are the best team that's ever Carol existed. was a big the part league. of Clippers' demise last year. And again, this Gasol addition. Holy Five wow. And 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 Davis
0: and, and LeBron James? Jeez Louise. All right. I'll say this. We got to wrap it up. Yeah. We were gonna...
1: <laughs> yeah let's get some ideas. I,
3: I think some of the ancillary pieces <laughs> that they've added around, they're a little overrated. And JaVale McGee comes out for Cleveland tonight and scores double figures. Dwight. Oh, oh you know what? Trifilly. Can I do one more thing? Gordon Hayward. Hold on.
2: Hold on. I'm not ready for Gordon Hayward. Go ahead. Gasol, obviously, overrated. Bad, bad, I think, just bad player at this point, based on what we saw in the playoffs. The Lakers are still going to be the Lakers. The Nets don't have to worry about the Lakers until the NBA Finals, which, to me, right now, after one game, overreacting everything, it will be Nets-Lakers. But that's the problem with overreacting to things. It's it's only one game. I think the Nets, if anyone beats the Nets, it's going to be the Nets. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's great. You know, everything's honky dory right now, but we know Kyrie, we know, you know. The- you
1: got 71 more games of Kyrie.
2: Exactly. I mean, anything could happen. Roller posts are coming. I, I do want to touch back, want to go back to the Celtics and the Nets for a second. I don't know if you guys gave your predictions. I, I bombed out for a second. I just want to say this. I am I said they win. Celtics win. I want to say that it's, it sucks that a lot of us won't be with our families this year and our extended families, for me, it's probably good that like my little cousins aren't going to be coming to visit in my house because some hurtful things will probably be yelled at the TV, some <laughs> angry, angry words. I don't think it's going to be based on what I've seen so far. I don't think it's going to be a great Christmas for Celtics fans, um, but hopefully they can prove me wrong. And and listen, the way they played against the Bucks gives me some some thoughts that it's at least going to be competitive, unlike that yeah. preseason game. But I still think the Nets are your favorite going into that game. But yeah. we'll, we'll see. I'm yeah. with you, John. If I see a single hug, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, throw something at the TV. And Danny Ainge, you can spare me the the going down to the court and, and, and yo, up was, with No, that was a don't know what da- don't know
0: that was I want none of it. Don't you can't even say I'm a hater for saying that because man, you would have thought he ran into Kevin Garnett or somebody like that. That's the sort that of. Is, that's that's like the last thing, thing I'm, I'm, I'm worried, worried about. That's not with Paul, like yeah. yo, this guy. Uh, so, I hate it, but
1: let, let like and Jimmy and York. York. I, I'm, doing, I'm doing Zoom presents with my nieces and nephews and and my kids at halftime so so they won't hear me swearing at the <laughs> TV. Okay. <laughs> I told them halftime. I, I was you guys got fifteen minutes to open your freaking presents. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Oh let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get this going. I'm gonna be okay? heavily Daddy, in the Daddy's talks, tense, too. okay? Daddy's a little tense right five now.
2: Five o'clock five o'clock goes around. I mean I'm I'm three sheets to win i don't know how this post game show is gonna gonna go uh wednesday but listen depending on how this game goes is gonna determine my level of intox intoxication i guess <laughs> he's already
3: messed well, up well <laughs> it started early because the game's on friday yeah you're
2: right
1: so guys let's wrap it up we've had a lot of people in the chat here uh things are getting ugly um we're gonna let them go they hey, might keep hey, arguing hey, with
0: shout out to, uh, to rosier someone said rosier
1: dropping 42
0: 42 God. for Rozier. I do want to
1: end with that. The last thing I'll say, Gordon Hayward, congratulations. These are your Charlotte Hornets. 28 points. You're the man, buddy. 28 <laughs> points. You lost to the Cavs. You, know what Rob you Rob thinking.
0: It. You know what You did know to like,
1: the focal point, and he didn't even get to. He was the leading scorer for most of the game, and then friggin' Terry was like, nah, I'm going to shoot. 42 points for Terry. Gordon, again, <laughs> second fiddle now. Second fiddle. 28 <laughs> points. Second fiddle to Terry Rozier. Okay, again. Okay, you're not pulling
0: this shit again. No, no. Well, LaMelo no, Ball was bad, too. <laughs> you to you do that shit Cleveland, in flow. No, not here. No.
1: <laughs> to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Welcome to the 11th, 12th spot in the Eastern Conference, Gordon. I hope you enjoy it. Okay? That's it. Merry Christmas to, <laughs> to Gordon Hayward. Happy holidays to everybody. Next yes. time we'll see you. We'll be, Jimmy will be drunk. Uh, we'll all have exchanged some presents. Yep. Um, I'll have, I'll have, I'll have probably ripped through about three pounds of, uh, rib roast. Yep. Um, and, uh, Celtics will be two and oh, and the Nets one and one, and we're going to have to do all of our season ending predictions all over again. And, so we'll see what happens and after Marcus that.
2: Marcus smarts. We're going to be talking about Marcus smart, possibly being suspended for going at Kyrie Irving. It's going to be a wild Christmas. Yeah. Oh um, uh,
1: yeah. Sweet. So very quickly, I want to do, uh, legends Joe Sway. Once again, legends.com, Legends brand. He's wearing the what's it called again? Hawthorne Hoodie. <laughs> Hawthorne Hoodie. Pretty much means this thing right there. Okay. Very cool stuff. Okay. Legendsbrand.com slash Horford. Use the code Horford 20, percent off your next purchase. Might be too late for Christmas, but it doesn't mean you can't sneak in that present and say, Oh, I got yeah. it for you before Christmas. It just got here late. Those people so people can
0: see sp- days after Christmas. Yeah, give it to one of those guys.
1: Yeah, like oh yeah, we didn't even get a chance to see you I, I didn't have a chance to drop off your gift, which has mm-hmm. been here the whole time. Um, so I'll bring it later. Mm-hmm. So you can still order it and you'll get it. And they're pretty cool hoodies. Joe Sway has all of them, but best he likes them. Best year
3: for that excuse. Was...
1: White and white yeah, are my Best friend. year. Best year. Uh and that's it for the garden report. Uh uh Joe Sway will be at the game Christmas uh day, so he'll be reporting what? from the garden. Yeah.
2: What?
3: We're gonna oh, unleash
1: him. This is official? That's yeah. Unbelievable. It's official I love though? It. I don't know. Well, he should be there. Uh, That's sweet. Bobby Manning, Jimmy Toscano, we'll have a rotation. Uh, At least one of us will be down there uh, live uh, doing the show from down there uh, throughout the year, one, maybe two of us. So we'll see how that's going to look. We're still figuring out the media restrictions, COVID restrictions. Everyone's up on the ninth floor. I don't know if we can get down to the court. There's no locker room access, but hey, you're at the garden, which is kind of a cool thing. Uh, it's a one step closer to normalcy because obviously we haven't been able to go there since everything we'll see went. See
3: if to the Rockets can prevent it. They might. Yeah, since everything went
1: to oh, shit yeah. there, so we're gonna wrap it up. Wait, we will be live again Christmas Day. What's up, Jimmy?
2: You gotta tell everybody how to find us. Subscribe, smash it. Oh button yeah, button. Um, CLNS Media on YouTube. Celtics CLNS on YouTube.
1: Celtics All Access. Okay. Actually, this was our say? best. This was our best time uh, ever on the Celtics All Access channel in terms of live viewers. Oh, um, that channel is really starting to build up. We had a ton of people watching on that. Subscribe to either our main channel or our, or our Celtics channel um, where you're going to get pinged every time we go live. But you're going to get access to all the videos, all the press conferences, which we'll have up a little bit later tonight as well. Um, and a whole slew of podcasts. We just added another. A. Blakely, oh, the I love that Welcome to the team. What up, Sherrod? The A-List podcast, that's awesome. Him and Max were outstanding. That's a good lesson. Him and Max were awesome. Sherrod was a guest on the Cedric Maxwell podcast. We have Celtics beat as well. Joe Sway with Causeway Street. Uh, Bobby Manning with Dome Theory. We've got Goodman and Ryan. They're dropping another episode tomorrow with their observations on tonight's Celtics game. So that's going to be here live on our channels. Uh, Non-stop stuff. Tons of basketball content. Tons of Celtics content as the season gets started. So Subscribe. And uh, just, you know, bask in all the goodness. Uh, so again, Joe Sway, Jimmy, Bobby Manning, C L N S Media and Celtics Blog, John Zanis. We will see you guys on Christmas.